Hey everybody, this is uh, Lee and Emily, and we are back with another closed podcast. Um, really excited about today's episode. It's a little, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, we have with us Irina Strombitsky. She's the Director of Sales and Marketing for Life at Sea Cruises, um, which provides world cruise experiences for people who want to live at sea for, for three years with um it looks like an, an, an amazing experience, and we're going to let Irina talk about some of that. So, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Lee and Emily. So, to um, start, you know, I, I, I did a terrible job of explaining what this is. So, I'm sure you could do a much better job. So, you know, for people listening at home who have no idea what Life at Sea is, um, what what's the product? Life at Sea Cruises brings um, to the market the first of its kind, the first three-year world cruise. This is the longest world cruise that has ever been offered on the market. And it's also, um, on top of it, it's, it's kind of in the affordability category. Um, thus far, some of the longest world cruises that have been offered been, have been about a year. And they have been in the very top-end luxury markets. So not only is this the longest, it's also the least expensive when it comes to the annual costs. So it's it, it is a it's definitely the most affordable product that has ever been put out on the market. So I was curious about could you tell us a bit about the history of this project and and how it came about and what what gave uh, everyone the idea to do this? Well, absolutely. So it, a lot of it goes way way further. So I spent ten years in senior living development and developing senior living communities. Uh, in the south of uh, the United States, mainly in Atlanta area, but also in Louisiana and Florida and some of the other um, south markets. So I um, so I spent 10 years working with the retiree population. So that's where my experience came from. Um, so I had that. Uh, I knew that that group of people that are retired want to travel. And I knew that they preferred that way of living versus, say, a senior community. So table that. So that's 10 years of my experience there. Well, then I get into residential cruising, uh, and I and I was in there for several years, and I and I meet my uh, one of my good friends and my partner Mike, uh, who kind of has was working on this concept, and we start talking to people, and we and what we start finding is that people want to see the world. They don't really want to own anything, or they don't want the commitment because it's a lot of headache and commitment when you own something at sea, but they really want to see the world. And uh, how the three-year, um, so the, how the three-year um, time came about is that's what it takes to see it all at a leisurely pace. So what we started hearing from people is uh, a lot of people don't, didn't like how the current cruising market is set up, where you're spending about a day at port. You spend about 10 hours at port, so you're kind of running on and off. And if you want to um, explore uh, countries like Singapore and Beijing, uh, half of 10 hours is not enough. So we were consistently hearing from people they want to do two to seven days of port. And if you want to see all seven continents, like Life at Sea offers 135 countries and 375 destinations, it's at a two to seven day leisurely pace. It takes three years. So I originally, I knew personally I wanted to tailor to the retired market with my 10 years in senior living. Uh, and my partner wasn't familiar with senior living. So he's like, I want to tailor it to the young people. So that's how we combined what we did. And he focused on things that the younger people would want. And I focused on things that the retired market, which is market I was so familiar with, wanted. And that's how it came about. And it's so interesting where 
That's exactly how it turned out where 50% of our bookings are under 60, but then 50% are over 60. So 50% of Mike's and what, what his, his group that he focused on and 50% of mine. So we kind of run very similar. We're probably doing 12 to 15% in each 10 year demo starting at 30. When you were, when you were targeting the, the younger market, the, and, and let's, let's call it like under, you know, under 45, um, what were their concerns about, um, you know, coming to live on a boat for three years and, and how were those addressed? What were some typical um, concerns? So 25% of our bookings have been under 45. So it's a big percentage, one fourth. Um, the business center, the state-of-the-art business center and that uh, high-speed Wi-Fi, which we're going to have Starlink and all the, all the cabins as well as the business center throughout the ship. And being able to have the conference rooms, the semi-private offices, the private offices is what the majority of people under um, 45 are definitely still working on the ship, um, doing things like mortgages. Very common, the two or three people I spoke with that are doing mortgages. Some are travel agents where they really have worked remote for many years. So this is just another thing for them. So being able to work remotely on the ship is the main concern of anyone that's not retired and particularly the 45 and under group. Are there, are there families that, well, how, how, how booked out is the ship for the coming, uh, for the coming about cruise? Two thirds, about two thirds sold out. Okay. Are there any families that, um, well, we need 16. No, it's not tailored to family. So there's nothing kid friendly. This is it's 16 and up for full time residency. Okay. So we have a few older uh, older teenagers, but we didn't. We are not targeting families. That makes sense. Could you tell us a little so, bit about the boat? What, I'm sorry, go, um, Emily. I'll let, I'll, I'll let Emily go. Oh no, I was just curious. What's the youngest that you've had on board so far? That's book. I mean, um, in their early thirties, although uh, we have been, uh, in re the, the, so we started selling on the first, just in, just in March, we started selling. Um, and the longer that we're selling, the younger the people are getting. So now we're seeing people in their late twenties, they're inquiring like in the last. So, um, so it's, it's just the, the, the longer we go, the younger the people are, um, as far as the bookings, I don't, we've had only people in their thirties thus far that have booked, I'm not aware of anyone in their 20s that's booked yet, but we've had in the last, I would say, 72 hours, probably at least 100 people in their 20s inquire. But, you know, it takes about a week or so to, like, finalize your booking, you know, speak with your advisor and that whole thing. Right. No, it seems like it's catching on as a way of life for the future. So that's interesting. Emily, Emily, was, a, Emily was a cruiser for a year, right? <laughs> Would I call it a cruiser? No. It, it was it was a boat, but a much smaller boat <laughs> than that one. But yes, while while at sea, you know, people they do the the, the work from boat lifestyle. Um, but I've never and one of the things when seeing the website was you know the facilities and how Starlink has um, enabled this non traditional um, office environment. So it's uh, you know, COVID probably helped it along, but. The fact that you've geared the ship to this is very exciting, and I can see why you know younger people uh, would gravitate towards this for sure. So, yeah. 
Very nice. So it looks like the boat has pretty much everything, but what are a couple of like the coolest, most non-traditional amenities that you would point to? Well, on the, so, boat? So the ship is not, so we are not leading with our amenities. So we have the usual amenities. We have a brand new pool deck. Uh, we have probably six or seven bars, really cool restaurants, um, uh, two observation decks. Uh, brand new gym, of course, and spot. But the, the thing about this is most people are going to spend the majority of their time uh, off the ship. So that is the whole point of this is that you're exploring the world, two to seven days of port. Um, so the, the, this isn't one of those ships where we're leading with a roller coaster and the coolest amenities. That's typically for a short time cruiser that just wants to, you know, it, this isn't the, the people that we're seeing come on want to explore the world. I mean, we're going to places like the Maldives, the Seychelles, which take like 30 hours to get to if you're in the United States wanting to travel with all the layovers. And that's if there are no delays. So we're taking you around the world in your own home to all these cool destinations in Asia, Australia, um, you know, Europe. So that is so for you to see them because it's very hard to see them when you're in the United States. So the focus is our itinerary and we do have wonderful accommodations and everything you need, but it isn't, the focus is not the amenities. Most of the resources are going into the, uh, the itinerary and working on the ship. That is kind of our focus. What is the longest port to port distance that you, you cover? Like how long does it take? The longest is about 10 days, 10 days at sea. Okay. Yeah, approximately. Not- so yeah, approximately 10 days at sea. So we, we were very strategic with our itinerary. We did rule out certain parts of the, the, we're not going into the Middle East. Well, first we ran out of time and there was just too much travel at sea. And we got, um, and from our experience in residential, people did not want sea days. Like they wanted the least sea days as possible. That was a consensus. And going into this, speaking to our current residents, that is absolutely what they're all still saying. We did cut out certain parts where there would be a lot of sea days. So I would say one of the longest ones is right now coming from Barcelona to Miami. It's about 10 days there. So that's about that's and that's what we wanted. We didn't want any more than that. We wanted to spend about 85 percent at port. Does the itinerary ever change? Last minute changes are pretty much the ports are the ports. And then after X number of years, do you mix up the itinerary or how do you choose where to go? Well, the itinerary is set for three years, uh, pending like a world disaster or some kind of an earthquake or hurricane, because we're not going to travel into that type of weather. But aside that, it's set for the three years. Oh, good thing that there are no world disasters anymore. So you should have (laughs) you should have uh, (laughs) a straight shot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, you you mentioned at the outset about affordability um, as as. Uh, being, I guess, one of the uh, selling points for people that, it, that, that it's it's more accessible to a broader range of people. Obviously, you know, looking on the website, the ship looks beautiful. You're gonna you're traveling to all kinds of great places. How are you able to kind of balance affordability with providing like a first class experience for people? Well, a lot of it is that some of the space, the spaces are not large. Prices are based on double occupancy. And keeping them, the amenities are really nice, but they're not overwhelming as far as a lot of, you know, they're not, you know, very extensive amenities. Um, the ship is not brand new, but it's going to be, re- it's it's um, it's going through a dry dock where it's going to be renovated. So it, we, it's, you know, if we had a brand new ship, it would be a lot more expensive to do this. 
So right. it's kind of like a fine line where um, the the all inclusive is very inclusive, but we're not including unlimited alcohol, which that would really raise the price for things. So we're kind of keeping it um, as far as just what we thought, where um, as as affordable as we as we could have it, um, where the most important things are there. Uh, but the nice luxuries, you know, some of the luxuries that you could potentially have on some of the brand new cruise ships, uh, we decided to leave those out and keep the prices affordable. I would imagine that unlimited alcohol would also present its own um, host of problems on a <laughs> a three-year cruise. So um, probably a good thing not to offer unlimited alcohol. And most people don't want it. Most people want to try the alcohol in different ports and, and, and they can bring it to their room. They get a mini fridge. Um, so, so there's not a lot of demand to have that. Uh, this is more of a residential laid back. This isn't a one or two week cruise where you're getting it in. It's a part, it's, it's a residential concept. So it's kind of a laid back atmosphere. So we found that people really like the way, um, the way the all inclusive is set up. And, you know, you're right. As far as, uh, we're very attractive. And I'll just be honest with you because you guys are a real estate podcast. We're very attracted to expats, and I've talked to a lot of them. Expats that left the United States due to the high cost of living, and a lot of them left before the recent couple of years of the inflation. A lot of them have left like, you know, five to ten years ago. Um, so we are super popular with that group. They have left. They're living in Mexico. Um, they're living in Aruba. They're living in different places, and um, they already kind of left the United States, and now there's just a way for them to travel. I talked to a couple from um, Australia today, and they 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 were from Texas, then live in Australia, live in London, and now they want to um, cruise with us. So I think that the inflation in the United States is definitely making this a lot more attractive, no question. So you know this this has a lot of similarities to, in terms of people being together in a single space and having to live with one another to. You know, an apartment building, um, we, we deal with a lot of condos and co-ops. Those buildings have their own sets of rules, right? They have they have bylaws, they have house rules. Um, is that type of management infrastructure in place here? And how do how do the residents um, teach themselves about what about what the code of conduct is? Sure, we have our terms of conditions. So we don't have a board. So Life at Sea and uh, Marae Cruz is there, the ultimate decision maker in, in the conduct. Uh, but we do have a resident portal where people have a lot of input in different things. That was part of the part of the big thing that we wanted to do was a lot of things that are not set. We wanted residents to have input being this long term. But yeah, we do have it in a term condi- terms and conditions, some of the particulars um, as far as you know, some of the hours when things are open. Um, and some of the requirements as far as um, how you're supposed to conduct yourself on the ship. Do you know, and maybe you don't know, maybe you're not the right person to ask about this, but do you know if, for instance, because I mean, I would imagine over a three-year cruise, things begin to evolve. So so maybe you plan for things to work a certain way, but after a few months, there's feedback from the um, from the residents. Okay, we want to do things this way or, or things need to get done this way. So is there an infrastructure in place for, for um, cruisers to give feedback and to kind of be involved in the governance of the ship? Well, which things in particular? So things such as excursions, we're only doing a quarter at a time. The menus will change quarterly. So certain things are set that they're going to be only set a quarter at a time. But as far as certain guidelines of behavior, a lot of them will be set by life at sea cruises. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as anything that could be changed, we'll be, um, we'll, we'll just set by, by the quarter. Kind of in line with rules and regulations, I saw that you do allow guests on board. So what, I mean, can you just have as many guests as you want? Is it a limited amount? If you want to have a party, can you have a party? Can you sublet? Um, how is it similar or not similar to renting when it comes to that aspect? So there are some limits. So you can have one guest for up to a month, a quarter, and and one more, and a second guest for up to a week, a quarter, um, and that they could stay with you. Um, they could also rent um, some of the guest suites that we have. They can they can rent one of those, um, and that is something that is a good point. If the guest um, thing, if if it doesn't work out, that could be something that potentially we could change. Um, if, if it gets too out of control or, 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 you know, or it needs to be loosened up more, but right now that is what the rule is that they can stay with you in your cabins, the least expensive option. We only charge them $33 a day, which is for their port fees and gratuity. Um, and assume, and then if they uh, stay in one of the guest cabins, those are going to be, um, revenue managed. And can they, can do, can guests sublet their cabin or no, they have to, they can they can. They can. It's up to them, though. It's up to them. Okay. We're not going to be doing that for anybody. And no, a lot of people. That's, that's an and a lot of people, for instance, have grown kids, and they're and they're like, "Well, I'm going to let my my two sons. I'm going to be on for two years, and then give my sons six months apiece, and that's totally fine." That's great. I'll be one of those. Is, is are there many guests who are planning to kind of like hop? off at a port and trade places with somebody else is that have you seen a lot of interest in like someone doing halfway and then trading off yes especially a lot of people with adult kids definitely want to do that um or with with um other family like siblings where you know they want to do it together where one sibling does it for half the time and the other sibling does it for half the time they're going to purchase it together so I, I know we asked you this in like the pre-interview and understanding that you're not a lawyer, you're, you're in charge of um, the sales, uh, sales and, and, and explaining what the experience is to people. But we have to ask the question because we're lawyers. Someone breaks the law on board and for instance, you know, there's a fight, right? And somebody punches somebody else in the face. Um, I saw on the website, that there's a jail on board. Uh, so do you know anything about how that works or or how the legal process would work on board? Because things are going to happen over the course of three years, right? Without going into the specifics, Life at Sea has um, has the authority that if anyone breaks or loose to terminate your cruise. And I and I so and I figured that is going to be the direction we go in. We'll probably hold you in the jail until we're at the next port and then we'll terminate you. So that's that we're not going to be housing people for months and doing time. It's it's if you are in violation of our rules, we will term, we will terminate you um, your uh, residency with us. I had in my head that there would be a, that there would be a court in there, and no, no we're not doing and, that. No. And attorneys could come on board to represent both sides. Okay, I was no, just looking for after life at sea. If you break our rules based on life at sea, and they got to, they can sue us afterwards if they want, but we're gonna make the uh, the decision and we'll terminate someone's residency. I was just looking for alternative streams of revenue for us. We come on board as the uh, as the life and sea lawyer. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not going to work at this cruise. Let me tell you, I have spoke to them, <laughs> so many of the people. We have such like-minded, good people coming on to this. 
And I don't see the problems. This is, I know what you're thinking. And I think it's a different type of clientele. When you have a one, seven I'm or just, I'm just kidding around. I'm joking. <laughs> it's just the type, I mean, I know what you're saying, but it's the type of, like I spent 10 years in senior living and there was never one issue in my 10 years in senior living of anything like that. Um, so I think there's certain groups and certain demographics where this stuff is rare. And I'm not saying something couldn't happen, but um, it's just, with the residential concept, the type of people have coming on, um, everyone does have to pass a background check. Um, the laid back atmosphere, I see very limited um, things happening on, on something like this, just because everyone is so like-minded. It's uncanny how like-minded people are. I mean, you, I'll talk to couples or single people from different parts of the world, 30 years apart, and I feel like I'm talking to the same person. Wow. Well, I mean, it's been a surprise to me. Some of this has been a surprise to me. Like a lot of it has been a surprise to me, just how it's turned out. Are you are you going on the cruise? I'll probably join in Miami. Some I'm based in Delray Beach, Florida. Um, so I'm close to Miami, so I'll probably come out of Miami. I'm not sure I'm going to stay the entire time because I, um, I I played Division One tennis and I still play. It's like my one thing I love in my life. So uh, you know. Uh, I'm not sure how far, how long I could be gone from it, but I definitely will be joining at four periods of time. Is there room for Emily to join the cruise? Emily would like to join. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go in, uh, go in one of the cabins there, a small cabin. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the experience. It's not about the cats. It's about yeah. seeing, I mean, if you've seen our itinerary, it's one of the best itineraries ever. And we go to the coolest places, the coolest islands. And we're spending two to seven days there where you can literally have a seven. We're spending seven days in the Maldives. You have a seven day vacation at the Maldives with us. Does the ship have, or is it equipped with water activities as well? Do you ever just drop anchor off, you know, off a beach somewhere and allow guests to jet ski or whatever they can do out, out on the water? Or is it to, to the port and then... No, we can, we're definitely planning on doing some of these water activities. Absolutely. Very fun. We're small ships. So we can we can do a lot more things than some of the large ships can do. And a lot of people, a lot of our people are like scuba divers. They're bringing some scuba diving equipment. A lot, I'm getting a lot of scuba divers recently where they want to scuba dive around the world. We have people that want to golf around the world, play pickleball around the world. So all kinds of different things. You could do tennis around the world and try different surfaces. So a lot of people are trying to ex really experience everything around the world. So there's, there's, but that's that's a big part. We have about 15 people want to write books. Probably about 50 people that want to do a blog. So I know someone who might want to pick a ball around the world. I'll introduce him to you after the show. <laughs> I'm so, not a huge uh, pickleball fan personally. I love tennis. Pickleball's too loud for me. That ball is way um tennis is a lot more fun. For me, anything with a food in the sport title is is a little bit of a turnoff to me. I don't want food and I don't want my food and sports to be intermingled. Separate things. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's an excellent point though. <laughs> people ask me why I like tennis versus pickleball, that is my next go to. You should use it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it and taking credit. Okay, I'll send you a bill for it. Um, <laughs> See, you lawyers, so, you lawyers never that never disappoint. <laughs> so I guess you know I had one. I had one further question. We appreciate your time. This is super interesting. Um, 
it sounds like a lot of expats are interested, which makes sense. For for the person who's kind of weighing, all right, well, I'm thinking about signing a two-year lease at a condo in Manhattan, but I'm also interested in this. What's like, what's the elevator pitch to that person? How are you, why is, why should that person forego like the traditional real estate market and, and go do this? Well, we're not really seeing, I'll just be honest, we're not seeing those type of people. The people that we're seeing are the people that have been wanting to travel their whole their whole life where, yeah. where the questions come in is is three years too long for me a lot of people say i wish i could do one or two we don't have that option so uh you know so the elevator pitch would be we'll make you do three years first three years the only thing that's available the second thing is this is a truly three-year bucket list adventure and in order to see all seven continents and do a full circle from istanbul to istanbul it takes three years and you can get off. You can get off a few months at a time if you want to fly back and do something. But at the end of the day, the whole point of this is the ultimate world adventure, where you do a full world circle at your leisurely pace. Um, so, for, so I'm mostly talking to people that think three years is long, too long. When I gotta tell you, I, I I get it, but this is that's how long it takes to see it all, and you can get off for a few months. It's still super affordable. I mean, um, you can't live. I'm in South Florida and most parts of the country. You can't live. You can't even live on a street for the type of money that we're charging. You really are here in South Florida. You can't live on a street for the money. You You can live in your car. That's 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 how good of a deal this is. So even if you miss a few months because you have to be off, it's still a fantastic deal. And also, too, you can look at the itinerary and some and really fold and stay for the ports that you're really most interested in. Maybe there's a part of the world that you have been in, you have been to, or maybe you're not super interested. You can take those few months and then come off, um, do what you got to do, and then do your one or two years that you really wanted. It's still very well worth the money. We're priced probably one sixth of the price of other world cruises if you take the annual rate. Yeah, we we did some math actually. Our our intern Celeste uh, did some math, and it looks like it's. From twenty six hundred a month to seven thousand a month, and the average rent for a studio in Manhattan right now is like thirty two fifty. So that's for, that's for I'm sorry, that's go for, ahead. It's for a tiny studio. So yeah, so it, it, you know, um, to give some context, it, it definitely is um, it definitely is affordable for what you're offering. But you know, when people say that, I got to throw this in there. Did you, did you include the food? catered food did you include housekeeping did you include gratuity did you include maintenance did you include weekly laundry so it's not just lodging that you're paying for you're paying for you you're paying for all these amenities uh, seven day entertainment for someone to sing and for you and dance and you know do exercise with you so it's like an all-inclusive and even we're even offering alcohol with dinner uh, unlimited soft drinks. So it's not just the lodging you get, you get the unlimited lifestyle. When you add everything in, you go to a fast food place. Now it's $12 for one person. Yeah. I was, I was just setting up a softball for you. So I, I didn't include any of that, but I wanted you to spike at home to, to give a pickleball analogy. Um, oh. Well, I have, I have a question about that. Maybe, maybe a question here for you, but for, for what do you see the future of life at sea? cruises i mean is this this is you have one ship or you vision to stay expand tuned. To stay, stay tuned still stay in the works okay stay tuned i have absolutely zero announcements uh <laughs> do i have something in my mind potentially am i are we announcing anything absolutely not you got a book today and uh if there are any uh, but you know what though 
Uh, Lee and Emily, I swear on everything. If there's an announcement, I would love to come back on the podcast and have you guys break that news. Let's do it. Look at us. We're going to be breaking life at sea news. Well, uh, (laughs) if someone wants, if someone's listening to this and they want more information, what should they do? Where should they go? How should they uh, contact you? Visit www.lifeatseacruises.com, just like it's spelled, lifeatseacruises.com. Uh, if you don't remember, just put it into your Google Life at Sea Cruises will pop up everywhere and just fill out the information form. And um, we also have a lot of live webinars that have been recorded that are on the website. It's a lot of resources and you can reserve a cab and you can also set up a call with one of our advisors. And we hope that you book soon. And I thank you guys so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for your time and for all the information. And we're, we're excited to break uh all the big news for life at sea in the future so we'll we'll, we'll take you you guys got it thank you so much thank you so much